Hey everyone, this is Dan, videographer and podcast producer for The Niche Movement. Thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. This is going to be part two of our interview with Emily Mossel. If you missed part one, be sure to go back and check it out. Enjoy. Hey everybody, Kevin O'Connell with the Niche Movement Podcast. I'm super excited to bring a GW graduate that started Lemonade DC, Emily Mossel. She's one of our youngest guests here. She's currently the director, yes, the director. She is in her early 20s, just graduated college. She's the director of community development at Gallup, where she's doing a, a lot of work with um, youth empowerment, entrepreneurship, education. The three things I was really excited to talk about is how she saw a project, Lemonade Day, happened in another city, her hometown, and basically took it and set on it for a year or two, and then when she had that spark, she started it. What she didn't realize is that actually wound up getting her her first job here as the Director of Community Development, and it took three, four, five years, it took phone calls, emails, fundraising, it took a lot of tenacity, and what we really talked about is, the second thing is it's relationships. Uh, we talk about this all the time, we're in a connection economy, that uh, I think she even admitted it in this podcast, you'll listen, is that I don't think people even looked at her resume because they knew her, her work ethic. Um, and we wrapped up talking about like what the work she's doing at Gallup and what it means to be an entrepreneurship, but also the biggest thing is whether it's entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, whether you're um, in a leadership role or not, there's a big difference between management and leadership. Um, we also had some behind the scenes here, I don't know if it'll make it, but I think what we realized and what Emily realized by taking some strengths quest uh, entrepreneurship uh, test is there's a difference between influencers and relationships. And uh, she says that she's an influencer and I really think you'll, you'll get that out of her. And uh, we swear she does take vacations, she does unwind, but she has a very, very great story and you can hear her chuckling here as we do this intro. But what I really like to plug here is we have the Niche Movement Snapchat guest stories unfolding starting in April here. Uh, every day of the week, we have somebody different from Twitter to Gallup to production assistant, assistant at Dr. Oz. We have so many different people taking over our, our Niche Movement account at Niche Movement that I'm telling you, you do not want to miss one of these guests because if you're looking to connect with somebody that loves their job, works at a unique spot, this is the spot to do it. The other plug is if you know somebody that should take over and do a guest story, Please get in touch with us at Niche Movement or you can email me, Kevin, at thenichemovement.com. Please really enjoy this episode. We've done a lot and I tell you everyone's my favorite, but I really had a pleasure to sit down uh, an evening here at WeWork and interview Emily. So enjoy the episode. So Emily now works at Gallup. You're doing a lot of entrepreneurship in DC. The first question I have for you is how did, and you probably didn't realize this in the moment, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm a big fan of like looking back and things just weirdly work, it's it, yeah. work itself out. Did you see this coming? Two or three years ago, did you see that you'd be the director? I mean, you're a director, and I just said you're the youngest guest, <laughs> director of community development at a huge, uh, a huge firm nationally. Mm -hmm. I mean, did you see this coming? And, and how did what the work you put in and the sacrifice you made, how did that play into you getting this, this in my opinion, amazing job out of college? Yeah, I mean, I think it definitely, um, you know, I, it was a result of, like you said, I mean, there was a lot of, like, sacrifice in college. I yeah. didn't have a, a typical college experience. I, it, when I was graduating, it was funny because I would, you know, go home and be at a barbecue or cookout, and yeah. people would be like, oh, you're graduating, man. What I would give to go back to college, and I'm like, what I would give to get out right yeah. now. <laughs> like, I'm exhausted. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, that's that's cool for me that I feel like, you know, I really earned, you know, the, the amazing kind of work that I got to come into. Um, 
but just I I could kind of the thing is I really started my relationship with Gallup um, when I started the Lemonade Day. So um, a fun story now at Gallup is really one of the if not it was actually the very first time I pitched Lemonade Day right. when I was trying to get it off the ground, trying to raise the money. So it wasn't PNC. For, it was Gallup. Was the first. It one. was Gallup. It was the CEO of this global company, and who I had you know someone um, from Nationals was like, hey, you know the CEO of Gallup recently published a book, The Coming Jobs War, which is really great. Everyone should check it out. Um, and in it, he has an entire chapter dedicated to um, why entrepreneurship is so important and why we should be teaching younger and younger children yeah. about entrepreneurship. So he sounds like someone who would really align um, align himself with this mission, um, especially being right there in D.C. Okay, cool. Email him. We set up a meeting. I literally took my two roommates with me and like we all like, you know, dressed in business professional and I mean his heart is business entrepreneurship. Yeah. I mentioned earlier my roommates was like immigration and yeah. public health. So, you know, he's like, So what do you guys wanna do? And you know, they would start off with like talking about public health and be like, Well, um, maybe like make you know, try to turn yeah. it into a business idea. Um, but that was the first pitch I did and I thought it went terribly, quite frankly. Yeah. And then they ended up coming on as their first official monetary sponsor wow. and um, their relationship, um, both personally and with me and with the nonprofit with Lemonade Day grew over the yeah. years. Um, and so I was so fortunate to get to, you know, I wasn't interning for them or working for them, but I was able to kind of get this insight into the company yeah. by developing various relationships with people in the company, with the, with Jim Clifton, who was an amazing mentor um, throughout this, and um, get to see the, the company culture and, and watch them engage yeah. with my nonprofit. Yeah. Um, so it was a, a really um, nice development and transition into graduation when I was able to transition mm -hmm. into the foundation um, and the nonprofit arm yeah. of the company. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, this this is basically a new position or, or somewhat new initiative that was kind of created, and, and you were kind of the first person they thought of. Yeah. So it was. And, um, and what are you doing now? Okay. So, um, so the the foundation really uh, the purpose is around um, strengths development, around early identification and development of talent. Yep. So identifying what is it that you know you're strong in and how can we develop yep. that. Um, so so similar to yeah. really you know, what yeah. um, the niche movement is all about. Yeah. Um, and then one of those areas is specific to entrepreneurship okay. because all of our research, you know, that Gallup has done, everything they've collected, collected around the world has just shown how important entrepreneurship is. Yeah. Um, everybody in the world wants a good job. That's yep. the number one thing on hearts and minds across the world. Um, so, you know, the foundation, the president of the foundation, Connie Rath, um, was really looking and, and ready to grow 
um, the the foundation itself and the programming that they provide. So to this date, they've done all kinds of things around their mission, but they, you know, we haven't even had a website. So it's like no one's being told about, you know, all the amazing work that, you know, this money is going towards. And so because they really are ready to like, they, you know, they were like, we're ready to do kind of more and bigger things. Um, so I came on to uh, um, to help specifically with a project around designing and and building out a um, high school for students with yeah, high talent and entrepreneurship, awesome. and then just to find other you know programs to build out around the mission yeah. and kind of expand um, all the work that That's that we're cool. doing. So the the one thing I don't hear you talk about, um, and because I'm a big believer in connection economy relationship building, uh-huh. but like. If you were to really be honest, like, did your piece of paper resume, like, I mean, I'm sure the work you did mattered, but, like, did many people be like, because they knew you. They knew Mm -hmm. your work ethic. They knew your tenacity. They knew what they they were getting. Like, did you think your resume made a difference? I don't think they ever saw it. (laughs) That's a quotable right there. Yeah. That's awesome. I don't think they've seen my GPA, my resume. Um, I think when you find your niche, when you find what it is that you're willing to work for free, and you know, be passionate about, um, if if you really work hard at that, then you're not going to need a resume. Yeah. It speaks for itself. Yeah. So. I mean, this 20, 30 minute conversation, people might be listening, be like, sure, like, sure, Emily, that sounds, that sounds easy, or, I mean, it, it's not easy, but like, and because it's, this is why I want to interview, because it's, this is the time we're living in, everybody, like, it's not a resume. A resume, you're gonna get put in a stack of 100 people, 300 people, 400 people, it's, it's who knows, it really comes down to who knows who, but then Absolutely. do you have the work ethic to back it up? And yeah. uh, one, of, one of the interviews, or one of the podcasts Hannah and I did, we talked about, like, Hannah like is is interviewing basically like even if she goes on to another internship I'm gonna speak very high of her Dan's interviewing like every everything we're doing you're testing out like what is your work ethic what does your word mean what is your what can you do um, I mean what could you really offer up to somebody and just be like well how do I do that like I don't I don't have time to bring an initiative to a, a city or mm-hmm. like how could they find their project that like gets their name out there, creates some street cred, if you will. Well, I mean, I think the first thing is that it doesn't have to be some, you know, elaborate thing. It can be simple, you know, if, if you really love art, like, and you, you know, create ceramics or whatever it is, like, put on a one-day art show, you know? Because it can be simple as, like, making a phone call, having your art, finding a location, yeah. right? And it, you know, or, I mean, such simple, if you love writing, start a blog. You know, people love to see people who can write. Um, And at the end of the day, the thing that I've been hearing and that I agree with um, now that I'm kind of a little bit on the other other side, employer side, is the number one thing people will gravitate towards is passion yeah. yeah if you whatever you're passionate about the color yellow fine <laughs> just be passionate um and then back to the the kind of how important um connections are and and just getting your name out um it takes practice yeah everyone thinks i'm like an extremely extroverted person 
And I'm, I'm honestly not. I've just practiced a lot of um, talking to people. And like my freshman year at GW, I would find a, a networking event yeah. or some, you know, political thing that could perhaps have nothing to do with my interests. Yeah. Yeah. Because I knew I was going to be put in the most, in conversations where I would have to still carry myself yeah. when I couldn't contribute anything. Yeah. And like that's going to be worst case scenario if you really don't understand what people are saying <laughs> and you can't contribute anything. Yeah. And so I would go to these things by myself and practice wow. working the room. Wow. <clears throat> and but who taught you that? Like, why did you, or first year of college, decide like I should probably do this? Because we're still preaching this to, to professionals that have been out of college for years. I mean, why? Like, what was that taught? Was that learned? Was that something instilled by your parents or those around you, or are you just born that way? Or I mean, I think my, my dad has been a pretty big influence on me. And a lot of that comes back to um, he would he would just always be so bold about things and the sense of, and I don't mean bold as in aggressive, but like, oh, if you want to strike up a conversation with him, you just do yeah. it. And so I would kind of observe myself and whenever I would hold back and not act on that urge or like wanting to know what was going yeah. on, and really both my parents would do this. Um, I would end up regretting it. Yeah. I would always end up regretting not going ahead and just like kind of being a little bit fearless or just yeah. not fearless, but just going ahead and like going out to the going out for the tryout. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. You know, yeah. Tr- going to the audition, yeah. um, going ahead and striking up that conversation in the elevator. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it was really through like trial and error where I was like, okay, I know that more often than not, this ends up paying yeah. off when yeah. I go. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things I'd like everybody listening to kind of take away from this is, uh, and I'm experienced, I'm, I'm over a year and a half in on my own journey of entrepreneurship, but this stuff takes so much time. And I think what I'm realizing with you is like, your interview for Gal, whether you knew it or not, like started that day you saw it in, in oh, yeah. Indianapolis, the first lemonade day. And then it started again when you called up, um, you know, the Houston office and they put you in touch with Gal. I mean, and whether you stay at Gal for the next five, 10, 15, 20 years or not, I'm sure even for five years, you'll be looking back, but this stuff takes so much time. I'm sure you couldn't have predicted this. Yeah. Um, no. And I think what you said, it takes practice. It takes some some guts, it takes some putting yourself out there and, and trying an event or making a phone call or an email. And, and so it's, it's patience and, and I think that's the society we're living in is like people just like, oh, I sent that email, I, I, I submitted that resume, like why am I not hearing back? Well, you know. When I hear that I'm like, you've sent one email? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think people are scared to like bother other people yeah. and I'm like, most of the time things never get done unless you bother the hell out of yeah. other people, like yeah. send 10 emails. Yeah. Um, to kind of wrap it up, what I'm curious um, if you could sum up in like a minute, what do you love most about, so Director of Community Development at Gal, what do you love most and what's a typical day look like? Hmm, okay, so right now we're getting ready for a really awesome, um, we're piloting curriculum this summer um, with 20 to 25 students from DC Public School System where they are going to be taken through this five week curriculum in entrepreneurship. Cool. And they're going to be presented with different entrepreneurial challenges every week that reflect the lessons, you know, of that week and really build on, off of each other. Cool. Um, and it's all going to culminate in um, they're actually going to be presented with a challenge a week in advance where they have to design a one-day pop-up business. Cool. 
profits theirs. Um, and so right now, you know, it's it's working to build those community partnerships, working to get, you know, recruit students into that, um, and then working out a lot of behind-the-scenes strategy and branding because, you know, as we are working on these specific programs, as I mentioned before, we're working on also building out, you know, letting people know about the foundation yeah. and the yeah. work that yeah. we do. Um, <clears throat> What do you love most? Yeah, so what I love most, um, well, I love the people that I work with, yeah. which is, is always great. And the work, I think, itself, it just goes back to the very first question you asked me, um, where it was like, why are you here? Yeah. And when you can find a connection between your day-to-day -day activities and like the goals of your work, and that question of why are you here, yeah. like it's a, it's a pretty fulfilling feeling yeah you're doing a, in my opinion I think the greatest you're doing a lot of advocacy work you're advocating advocating for other groups um, you're advocating for this social entrepreneurship education piece you're advocating for yourself and your career um, so it's very interesting because you're, you're really you're bringing you're bringing people together you're bringing initiatives together so I'm sure you're wearing a lot of hats at any given moment for anybody listening or watching, we're picking up some. We're, we're here. Late, we're here a little bit later than usual at WeWork, and people are like drilling through the ceiling. So Dan's like cringing with the audio. So this is yeah. on cut. Um, yeah, it's not great. yeah, this is not great. So we're gonna wrap up in a minute. Though. Yeah, go ahead. So Hannah has a question. Um, so you mentioned that like at a certain point you sat down, you got to eat a meal and just relax. So are you the kind of person who likes to be kind of like always on? Like you. Like, mm. I know for me, I love to just take a moment in at least every single day to just unwind and relax. So, are you the kind of person who's, like, able to just go for two years, like you said, straight without <laughs> sitting down and relaxing? Or have or, you relaxed since? I mean, or is that something that you just did because well, you had to? I think it was more something I just did because okay. I had to because I kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but... um. I don't think anyone can really, I mean, I don't know, maybe that's, that's me not being humble enough to say not anyone can do that. Um, but at the end of those two years when I was sitting down by myself with more than just enough time to eat a meal, but actually enough time to like reflect, mm -hmm. there was a lot of like, you know, reflection that had to go because when you're in that on mode for so, I mean, I often talk about, you know, the on mode, off mode and kind of to your point, Kevin, yeah. about how you're always interviewing. Like when yeah, you go out and you're in certain environments, like you got to know what is your on mode and what steps you take yeah. to get there. Yeah. Like some, honestly, to get to my on mode, a lot of times I listen to a song before I like walk into an event. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Dwight Schrute on The Office. He's like, uh, he comes up the music and pounds the steering wheel. Um, but so the answer is like, yes, I need my alone time and reflection time. And no, I didn't get near enough of it during that two year sprint. Was it worth it? Absolutely. But did I have a lot of like personal work and kind of like things to get through and emotions to process for a while afterwards? Absolutely. Yeah. And so kind of the takeaway that I went from kind of going through that afterwards was, you know, the next time that I do that I know that I'm gonna be in on mode for more than than is humanly sustainable, 
to have my friends and family ready for when I'm going and having to go back into Auckland to be like, hey, this is going to be kind of a hard transition for me. And also making sure, so when I went from Lemonade Day into what we'll call off mode, not that, because I had this freedom in my schedule, I threw in three jobs and 18 credit hours and all this stuff. You're the type A personality. You're exactly like my wife. Courtney cannot sit still. But that, what I'm saying is I would, I would never do that again. Yeah. That, that, that made it worse because I know, you know, next time when I'm coming off of a project, I need, I'm going to need time yeah. to process and I'm going to need people to know that I need that time. When was the last vacation you went on? Or how do you unwind? Um, so I went on, the thing is I never got people to probably go. like, like this girl does not, like yeah. she's just, <laughs> how can you like, she's not a robot. I'm, I'm not at all. Um, so I never, I didn't get to go on spring break in college because yeah, Lemonade Day yeah. was around. Was the, the Lemonade Day would happen right, right after spring break, yeah. and so uh, we were all of us who were, you know, at the top of Lemonade Day would work through spring break. So senior year, when I was no longer city director, I was like, okay, we're going to Mexico. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Cancun. Um, so that was the last time I was uh, on vacation. It's also nice to plant trips home because I think, at least for me, you know, my family's so important to me. And going home, I can kind of recenter. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, so before the walls collapse on us here, here I have two last questions and then a statement. So um, I like to kind of ask everybody, best piece of advice you've received or that you would share with the audience? Hmm. Okay. Um, I think one of the best pieces of advice that I've received, um, which is, it's kind of, it's a little harsh, um, Maybe that's just my perspective, but it's like um, every once in a while, get mad, yell at people, like stop caring about, you you can't always care about what other people think. Um, And because I think when you're doing something entrepreneurial, um, now granted, like if I were to go back and do it again, I would do that whole process with so much more, you know, it's so differently and with different tact, but I think always when you're doing something entrepreneurial, you're in a position that's uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because there's no path in front of you. There's no one to tell you what to do and you're going to make other people really uncomfortable. And so for someone, you know, I consider myself a very like friendly, like person, like I love people and I was making people really pissed at me. (laughs) (laughs) Because, uh, I mean, at the essence, you, you, you are, and you were a leader at the time and that's somewhat what entrepreneurship is, but you got to kind of make the tough calls. Um, and I struggle with sometimes Hannah's like, you're too nice. And I think you bounce me out sometimes and we bounce each other out. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's tough. You got to make tough decisions. Um, and sometimes feelings get put aside, but I think there's what I'd like to see moving forward with this generation. There's, there's a way to do it. There's tactful ways, transparent ways, like, 
And in, in some ways, it's almost like the, the advice I just shared is kind of more for like me personally, yeah. because it was like, I couldn't, I had to learn to like stop getting so caught up and like, you know, upset if someone yeah. was, you know, all, it's like, no, pe- yeah. not everyone's going to like you. Yeah. Like yeah. people just aren't when you're in that position. Um, but then on the other side of it, I would also say what may sound like the opposite, but really mm-hmm. it isn't is realizing you know management is different than leadership and i walked into a management position i was not ready for at all and everything that got me there that i was being rewarded for that i was being praised for was all leadership and i tried to use that same style of influence and of work ethic when i was managing a team of 15 people and i failed miserably as a manager And so it's kind of that, like having people around you and having the self-awareness to recognize like when your role, whether you wanted it to change or not, your role is changing and how you need to adapt to that. Sure. Yeah. It comes back down to relationships and over communicating, I believe. Yeah. Um, So seriously, this has been an amazing interview. Um, Last few things I want to rehash. You mentioned... um, the one book by Jim Clifton. Mm. What is the name of that book? If the Coming just... Jobs War. Coming Jobs mm-hmm. War. Coming Jobs War. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And then I know uh, when we saw each other this summer, you gave me the uh, the Entrepreneurship Strengths Finder. Yeah. So a lot of people out there, especially if you're in student affairs, you know of the regular Strengths Finder, but there's an entrepreneurship version. I know mm-hmm. uh, Ruta's talked about uh, David Ruta at GW's talked about it, but I would highly recommend checking that book out and taking the test because it's very, you become self-aware like, and even if you're not an entrepreneur, you would recommend that, right? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, the one thing, I didn't get coaching around my strengths until after I was out of my position as Lemonade and there is nothing I wish that I could have had more than coaching around my strengths, entrepreneurship strengths, strengths finders, strengths, both of them. Then before I was in that league, I would have been such a more effective leader. Cool. Um, so Emily, where can people connect with you if they choose to? You like can to. connect with me at Emily underscore Mossel, which is M-A-S-S-E-L at Gallup, G-A-L-L-U-P dot com. Cool. We'll throw that in the show notes. We'll throw the books in the show notes. Um, I definitely want to link up to Lemonade Day DC. Um, I'm sure friends and family, people out there have, have known the work I've been doing last year. It's a great initiative. You've seen some of the work that they've been putting out. Um, but if you want to bring it to your city, I would highly recommend getting in touch with me, GW or, or Emily, because uh, it's a great program. Um, anything else you'd like to share? Just thank you for having yeah. me on the show. I'm really excited about your mission. Yeah, we're doing a lot. And, and I love speed. We literally, like I said, three, four days ago, I, I threw this out and, and we're like, let's do it. So Gotta act quickly. Um, so this is be coming out soon. The other thing I think we can probably count you in for is you being involved in the Snapchat guest story yeah, and, yeah, and, and or some other Gallup people. I know you mentioned the summer program. Yeah. Um, so look for Emily on our Snapchat guest story this spring. Um, But thank you so much for tuning in and thank you guys for listening.